It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's, it's the, the Sports, sports Rush, Rush with Brett Rush. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Clark, 11 yards, touchdown! Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. You are incredible! Listen to this, older than one. Yeah, well, you're half right. What is this, amateur hour? This is gonna be huge. I believe this is gonna be our finest hour. Just when I think you've said the stupidest thing ever, you keep talking. I think that's the worst thing I've ever heard. That boy ain't right. The simplest way to put it, I have problems. Welcome to the alleged show. Here we go, taking you home on a Thursday edition of the Sports Rush. I am Brett Rump. He is Adam Lundy. Big hour on the way. We've got Destin Adams from A to Z Sports. He'll join us to talk Indianapolis Colts, Houston Texans. The big one down in Indianapolis on Saturday. Also, Coming up this hour, Eric Dutukevich from Berkeley Sports Medicine. He'll join us to give us a preview of high school basketball and maybe to catch us up on what's been happening over the holidays. I, I tried to follow as much of the high school basketball as possible, but it was a lot easier when you had the holiday tournament, right? Everybody played at one place. They yeah. all played each other. It was so simple. Now you've got teams going all the way up to... Northeast, Northwest Indiana, up to the region. You got teams going down to Indianapolis. Uh, there were a couple of events going on in Fort Wayne area. Uh, it was hard to keep track of what everybody was doing. If they were playing two games, three games, what what the schedule was, uh, really difficult. But I tried to follow as much of it as I could from down in Florida. Uh, but uh, but Eric will uh, get us caught up. And get us all set up for the big one tomorrow night. Uh, we've got two teams unbeaten in the SAC. One will be unbeaten no more once we get through this one. As the Northside Legends visit the Wayne Generals. That game will tip around 745. It's boys action tomorrow night as our Parkview Sports Medicine High School Basketball Game of the Week gets underway on your Friday, followed by the PSM postgame show live from the Waynedale Pizza Hut. We invite you to stop out, be part of the show, hang out with us out at Waynedale after the game is over. And if you don't make it to the Waynedale Pizza Hut, be sure you go somewhere to get your pizza. And uh, the easy thing to do is do what I do. Whether I'm leaving a Mastodon's game, whether I'm leaving the studio, I pull out the app, I go ahead and place the order. It takes me all of about 60 seconds to get my order placed, and then I just pick it up. Makes it simple. You can do that, too. When you get done with the high school basketball game and you know you're going to be vacating the gymnasium, just go ahead, pull out the app, uh, get your pizza ordered. Maybe you want some pasta, maybe some wings to wrap up your Friday. And if you can't spend some time with us at Pizza Hut, you can still go home and enjoy the great, delicious food from Pizza Hut on a Friday night. That's the way to wrap up the weekend. And, of course, if you get a pizza that's big enough like I do, you got Saturday taken care of. <laughs> Works out perfect. Break out the leftovers for some Saturday yeah. football. I feel like a bachelor because, uh, you know, I'm I'm just a guy living alone. Breaking out the cold pizza. Breaking out the pizza. A little microwave action. <laughs> hey, it's good, though. I mean, no, nothing like some pizza and some Saturday football. Oh, uh, man. Saturday basketball now. Yeah, we got both. Well, this week we do. Yeah, we've got the Colts coming up against Houston. Big one for the Colts. Thank goodness it's in the evening, too, so we can do Don's in the afternoon and then 
Colts in the evening. Uh, you know, this might come down to two new rookie coaches. It might, yeah. D'Amico and Shane. Yeah. And uh, who do you trust? Do we trust Shane? Uh, D'Amico's had a great year, but uh, you know what? I, I think it's going to be the offensive coach who has to put together that final drive. And I trust Shane Steichen. Gardner Minshew, I think, is a guy who can step up in those situations. I don't know what to expect from C.J. Stroud. If an entire season is on the line with a final possession, does C.J. Stroud buckle a little bit? He's been through some high-leverage situations with Ohio State, but nothing that's going to have this kind of feel, I think, Saturday night down in Indianapolis. No, yeah, it's going to be a lot of high pressure. We'll see if he can perform. Speaking of performing under pressure, how about Tyrese Halliburton? Oh, man. Uh, another 31.12 assist effort last night to lead the Pacers to yet another win over the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Who's your daddy? Uh, <laughs> Milwaukee loses for the fourth time in five games against the Indiana Pacers. And, of course, they were only scheduled four games. All of those four scheduled in the first half of the season yeah. ended up with a fifth because of the in-season tournament matchup. Indiana 142, Milwaukee 130. Indiana pulled away in the second half. Coach Rick Carlisle said it was the crowd that made the difference. Once the energy of the crowd picked up because of the way the Pacers came out and played in the second half, he said, game over. At that point, the crowd really carried us with that momentum through the rest of the third and fourth quarter. Uh, Halliburton finished with 31-12. and 12. Seven players finished in double figures, and they held, quote, <laughs> Giannis to 26, which that, actually yeah. is good because, what did he score, 60-some <laughs> against them yeah. up in Milwaukee a couple games ago? So, cut it in half. Yeah, they cut it in half, so they've obviously gotten much better <laughs> defensively. <laughs> Uh, but you know who uh, who really is starting to come into his own, I think, with the Pacers is uh, uh, Toppin. Yeah. Kobe Toppin seems to be finding his role and getting comfortable with that role. He's playing some perimeter defense. He's handling some rebounding. He's scoring. Uh, he was solid again last night. Uh, good news, though. Tyrese Halliburton, the top vote getter among East guards in all-star voting. All right, yeah. And I think he was, what, fourth on the uh, entire roster? He was in the top five, I know. So he should be a should be an East starter for the uh, All-Star game. I think he should. Uh, among fan votes. Uh, coming up on Friday, tomorrow night, the Pacers will be right back at Gainbridge Fieldhouse hosting the Atlanta Hawks. For the Hawks, they're sitting right now in a battle for 10th place, and we all know how this works. The top six make the playoffs. Seven, eight, nine, and ten then have to go through that play-in uh, charade to try to get a true playoff spot. And uh, right now, the Hawks just battling to be part of that play-in. They're in a uh, three-way battle for 10th place with the Chicago Bulls and the Toronto Raptors. And uh, And so it's you know, it's an important game for the Hawks. Pacers trying to keep their winning streak uh, going. What is it, five games now? Mm -hmm. the Pacers have won in a row. So, uh, yeah, good news for the Pacers last night. I had a chance to kind of try to flip and catch during timeouts. <laughs> I had the remote fully active last night. Oh, man, you were you were like me. You're pressing the buttons. But like you said, Tyrese Halliburton is number one uh, for the first fan return on All-Star voting. He's gotten 1,380,000 votes. You know what happened is that I think this is the effect of the in-season tournament. Oh, yeah. A lot because, more people see him. Yeah, because the Pacers were not scheduled for national TV, but they got a couple of national TV games out of that in-season tournament. 
And uh, as a result, all of a sudden, the the country is starting to figure out this Tyrese Halliburton's playing really well. And he's fun to watch because he's unselfish. He comes up with big plays, clearly the centerpiece of this Pacers franchise. Great handles, great passing, great drives. Oh, yeah. Did you see the over his last, what, three or four games? He's got like 60-some assists. Yeah. And like, what, two turnovers? Two or three. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, the numbers are just insane. Uh, by the way, nice story today. Mm-hmm. want to say uh, hello to Josh a uh, guy that I met today earlier said he listens to the show regularly. He is in sales, so he spends the majority of the day in his car <laughs> and said, uh, I've got you on, listen to you every day. And so we appreciate that. And, and of course, it was funny because he wasn't going to say anything, wasn't going to say anything. And the very last moment, finally, I'm about in my car ready to drive away. And then all of a sudden he says, listen to you every day, enjoy the show. And then he's like, you know, going to walk away. And I'm like... No, we, you know. <laughs> yeah, talk to me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's talk a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I always, uh, always take a minute to talk a little sports with someone who listens to the show. Oh, yeah. 46862, the Parkview Sports Medicine text line. You can win four tickets to see the Purdue-Fort Wayne Mastodons take on the Wright State Raiders out at the Memorial Coliseum on Saturday. It's a 1 o'clock tip. And if you'd like to get those four tickets, all you have to do is text RUMBLE. To 46862. The keyword today is rumble to 46862. We will randomly select a winner prior to the end of the show. Well, last night, as I know you heard, Adam, because you were working the board. (laughs) Yeah. Comets get a goal 15 seconds into the contest up at Kalamazoo. Game over 15 seconds in. That was the final one. Nothing. Yeah, they could have ended it right there, and it wouldn't have been any different than uh, a full three-hour game. (laughs) Yeah, game over, 15 seconds in on a Volcan goal. Uh, But uh, they ended up winning it one to nothing, and Tyler Parks gets the shutout. Yeah, that's huge. Very important win for the Comets because they've struggled to get victories and uh, going on the road and getting it done. And sometimes you start to wonder... Is the team pressing a little bit or are they playing a little out of style when they're at home because they're all trying to earn, quote, style points instead of sticking to Mm -hmm. the schemes and, you know, with the home fans. But they go on the road and they play a very tight defensive game. one nothing Comets. Yep. Big shout out to Parks between the pipes. Fantastic job. And he even had to survive a penalty shot in the third period. So good job. Good stuff. Uh, all right, so we will take a break because Destin Adams is going to be joining us on the other side from A to Z Sports. We've got to talk about the Colts and the Houston Texans, a big one coming up in Indianapolis. Saturday night, primetime, ABC, ESPN with Joe and Troy on the call. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman actually will have the call of the Indianapolis Colts-Houston Texans game on Saturday night. A win for the Colts, they're in might even be a divisional champion. Depends on what happens Sunday when Jacksonville plays. But, uh, boy, it would be a good feeling going to bed on Saturday night knowing the worst thing you've got as a playoff spot as a wild card. And you've still got hopes as you go to bed on Saturday night that maybe Jacksonville can fall at Tennessee. It's possible. Very possible. Jacksonville hasn't exactly been tearing it up. 
This is Maria Marcasano, head women's basketball coach at Purdue Fort Wayne, and you're listening to the Sports Rush with Brett Rump on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Rush. In fact, tonight the women uh, will be taking the court at the Gate Center. They've got a date against Robert Morris. Horizon League basketball action tips off, I believe, at 7 o'clock tonight out at the Gate Center. Mastodon women trying to bounce back after a tough loss at Green Bay their last time out. But they got a big road win at Milwaukee to salvage a 1-1 split on the road uh, over the holiday weekend. And so back at home today. Yeah, yep. Tonight it'll be at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Robert Morris comes in on a five-game road losing streak, so they'll be looking to bust that up. Okay, don't give an announcer's jinx. I don't want to be blamed if anything happens. <laughs> the the producer's jinx? It's like, yeah, like Coach Mike Davis, you know, and he was right yeah. there listening to me say Jalen Jackson, a perfect six for six at the free throw line so far tonight. <laughs> Clank. <laughs> I sent you that audio. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, that was pretty good. It, you could actually hear him in the background having fun with it while uh, while I'm taking the brunt of the joke. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Destin Adams a little tied up, so we'll try to reschedule him in. Eric Dutukevich is still coming up on the show in about 10 minutes from now. Um We've got tickets that we are giving away for the Mastodons and Wright State. We've got a four-pack of tickets. You can sit in the suites at the, the Coliseum. Suite. If you've never been to the suites, this is your chance. We've got four tickets, so it's something you could take the whole family. Uh, well, I'm assuming your family is no larger than four people. I guess I shouldn't say. You could take the whole family. <laughs> Except grandma. Until we find out our winner's got like nine kids. Yeah. Uh, got a family like mine. Uh, but, uh, but no, we've got the four pack of tickets. And if you'd like to win, all you have to do is text the word rumble to four, six, eight, six, two. Of course, you can feel the rumble at the Coliseum on Saturday, one o'clock. Wright State is tough. Oh yeah. They're always top of the horizon league. One of the, uh, conference foes to look out for two out of the last six years. They've been the horizon league entry in the NCAA tournament. Uh, of course, uh, their coach, Scott Nagy, a uh, former coach at South Dakota State. We all know how good South Dakota State is from the time that the Don spent in the Summit League. And then uh, uh, Wright State was able to hire him away from Brookings, South Dakota. Imagine that someone who wanted to go from Brookings, South Dakota to Dayton. Uh, <laughs> like, like going from non-civilized territory to actual civilization. Uh, sorry, uh, can, South Dakota. I can say those things about <laughs> South Dakota now because we don't have to play them. It's not bulletin board material. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it it literally is a wasteland in South Dakota. I mean, the, the university sits like 45 minutes or so north of Sioux Falls. Now, Sioux Falls is a nice little town. Sure, but... Okay, I mean, it's like a small version of South Bend or Mishawaka. I mean, nice little community. It's smaller than Fort Wayne, but... Uh, and they do have two arenas, by the way, just to mention that it is it is something that's viable. It's possible. Uh, but, but Brookings is the university town, right. kind of like Bloomington is to Indy. It, it's, you know, Trine uh, in Angola is to Fort Wayne. It's got it's just its own community that's basically built just because of the South Dakota state. But it's in the middle of nowhere. And if you're getting the snow that sometimes they get up there. 
with the westerly winds or even easterly winds, that highway will close down because it's so rural. And uh, we've had that happen before. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. yeah. Population of 23,000 in Brookings. Oh, Brookings. Yeah. I was going to say Sioux Falls, I think, is probably 125,000, 130,000. 190. They're getting big up in Ooh, Sioux Falls. Things are cooking in Sioux Falls. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? They got two arenas. Yeah, that's why. That's why. That's Build the downtown way. arena. Yeah, build it. They will come. Look at what's happened to Sioux Falls. <laughs> 46862, Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Text Rumble to 46862 and get your chance at four tickets for the Mastodons game coming up on Saturday, 1 o'clock out at the Memorial Coliseum. Tomorrow it is high school basketball. We've got the Northside Legends taking on the Wayne Generals. That will be live from Wayne starting with the pregame around 740 and then after the game, join us at the Waynedale Pizza Hut. We'll be there for post-game scores, highlights, coaches' interviews, and more. It'll be me, Adam Lundy, and Eric Dute, Dute Kevich, to wrap up your Friday night of high school basketball coverage. Everything sponsored by Parkview Sports Medicine. Uh, always look forward to Fridays with high school basketball. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night, seeing who comes away undefeated after tomorrow night's matchup. Should be fun. Uh, last night, Indiana Hoosiers did not put on their best display, and this has been typical of the Hoosiers so far this year, that they will go up, down, up, down, never know what to expect. Last night, Nebraska made them pay and uh, and ended up with, uh, was it, Casey? Casey? Casey Tominaga. Casey Tominaga. Uh, he had four three-pointers, had 28 points with his family in from Japan. They had Japanese reporters at the game. Yeah, I mean, he's he's very popular over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They're, um, they're very proud of any um, athletes who kind of break over into the USA scene. And, and make it in the USA mainstream kind of sports scene. Yeah. And he has done that with Nebraska. And so uh, last night, you know, we talked about this yesterday. Keys to the game. I mean, if, if you got a scouting report. It's like, okay, you can't let... Tominaga get hot, right? Exactly. Can't let him be the one to beat you. There are certain things you've got to take away from the other team, and you start with what they can do best to beat you. That's number one, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like he's just some random bench player that just got hot. It's somebody that you need to be scouting and prepared for. Yeah, and he hit one contested shot, but then a couple of them, they, they gave him some free looks. One of them was in a scramble where the Hoosiers didn't come up with the basketball, and Nebraska did. But that seemed to be the story of the way the hustle plays were going for the Hoosiers last night. Uh, just seems like a team that is not connected, whether it's on the court or if it extends to off the court. A lot of times you see a team that plays like this because they're not held accountable to their teammates because they are not a close unit. See, the closer a team becomes off the court, the more they feel accountable to those teammates because they like them and respect them. And so they don't want to let their teammates down. And that's what sometimes is the motivation for them to play really hard. I think sometimes, you know, Coach Kaufman has talked about it with the Mastodons, that you've got to have the coaching from within. And uh, sometimes that's the guys in the locker room coaching the other players. And you get resentment when that happens, when it's not a close unit. But you get respect when that happens, when the team is actually bonded and connected. And that's why you see so many programs that try to take their guys on group outings or 
get them together for cookouts or have them come over to the house to watch some game on TV because they want them to develop that bond away from the court because it does impact things that happen during the course of a game. And I just wonder, is this a close and friendly Indiana basketball team? Because on the court, they don't show signs that that is necessarily the case. Uh, you know, and they do so many fundamentally things wrong, fundamental things wrong. Uh, as far as, you know, ball screen defense and how they, because when, whenever you have any kind of ball screen defense, okay, there's two things that have to be connected. The guy who's covering the man who's coming off the screen and the man who's covering the guy who's setting the screen. And those two have to work in complete unison as far as how far the guy hedges if he hedges. If you fight through to beat the screen on the top side, maybe the big who's guarding the screener might have to take the offside of the screen because he knows his defender is going to beat the man through the screen and take away the other side. However that goes, and then once the guy comes off the screen, where's the help side defense and what's the rotation that you're going to have to make sure, number one, you're protecting the basket. Number two, you can close out on shooters, especially guys like Tominaga. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Hoosiers kind of broke down and failed in that department. And then uh, right when, uh, and I call it hero plays, uh, that's because I picked that up from Coach Kaufman. (laughs) Uh, but, you know, when another team gets on a run and then you come down and take a quick shot and a bad shot, okay, what does that do? It just fuels the run for the other team. The crowd stays into it. They get excited. I mean, what they want is quick possessions when they've got momentum, especially momentum offensively. And uh, last night, the freshman, Mackenzie Mbaco, came down, took a very quick shot right in the middle of that run by Nebraska, and uh, that ended up hurting. The hustle plays, dives for loose balls, getting the 50-50 opportunities. That didn't go Indiana's way. And uh, the Hoosiers fall 86-70, to giving up 86 points. Now, of course, they gave up, what, 90 to Kennesaw State? Was it 90 they gave up to, to Kennesaw State? Uh, they gave up too many points to a mid-major. 87. 87. Almost 90. Um, And then they give up 86 last night. That's almost embarrassing for a team to give up that many points. Uh, And last night, they can't use health as an excuse because the Hoosiers had pretty much a full lineup. Khalil Ware was back on the court, Xavier Johnson. For me, it just raises a little bit of concern. Is Mike Woodson's program too focused on individualism and individuals' talents and bringing the most out of each individual player, but there's just not a focus on the group aspect? But but what have they done individually? That's true. I mean, Khalil Ware, has he improved? Or is he the same player that the Hoosiers got from Oregon? Mackenzie Mbaco. I'm like, Kansas probably watching this thinking, boy, we're glad he ended up, you know, <laughs> dumping us and going there. Sure. He's been no big impact for the Hoosiers. Uh, you know, he's not I, – I, I look at him and I think, okay, he's a guy that's going to have to get a rebound, get a tough basket, you know, a blue-collar basket. And instead, he's very happy settling for outside jump shots, doesn't go in and battle a whole lot on the glass, just – you know, but what what development have we seen from him other than Coach Woodson giving him a message? He's got to play better defense. So I 
I, I'm concerned Indiana is going to have some trouble the rest of this month. They've got a grueling schedule. That Ken Palm prediction might... Uh... Oh, yeah. I mean, they're well on their way to the 1-7 record for, for January. But you look at who they've got left coming up uh, here in January. And um, let's see. They've got... Uh, uh, got to pull the IU schedule. They've got... Uh, next up is uh, Ohio State. Okay, no gift. Ohio State's a solid basketball team. That is at Simon Scott Assembly Hall on Saturday night, national TV. Indiana always seems to play up with those type of games. Why? Because they don't get the energy from the locker room being accountable to their teammates. They get the energy externally from being in the spotlight. Okay, and that kind of plays to your point, Adam. Maybe it's all about individuals showcasing themselves. Indiana then goes to Rutgers. Always a tough place to win. They've got Minnesota coming in to Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Now, quite honestly, they should win that one, even if they don't play their best basketball. You've got Purdue in Bloomington. Then you go to Wisconsin. That's basically kryptonite for Indiana. Then they have to go to Illinois, who I think right now is clearly the second best team in the Big Ten. And they will finish the month with Iowa. Might have a chance to beat Iowa. It might be able to get a couple of wins out of this. Minnesota and Iowa, both at home. I think those are chances to win. 46862, Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Make sure you text RUMBLE to 46862 for your chance to win the four-pack of tickets in the suites to go see the Mastodons take on Wright State Saturday at the Coliseum with a one o'clock tip. Up next, we talk high school basketball. Eric Dute Dutkevich from PSM joins us on the other side. This is the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back on the Sports Rush. Sounds like Dalvin Cook has a new home. Speaking of the Jets, he cleared waivers and about that fast, he ended up signing with Baltimore. Yeah, I'm I like their chances to win the Super Bowl. I think I'll go play there for a couple games. Why not? Why not? I could use a ring. I got an open finger. Uh, but anyway, 46862, Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Be sure to text RUMBLE to 46862 for your chance to win a four-pack of tickets to the Mastodons game against Wright State, 1 o'clock Coliseum on Saturday afternoon. Time to talk some high school basketball. And to do that, we are joined right now on our guest line from Hartview Sports Medicine. It's Eric Dute Dutkevich. Dute, happy holidays. Good to be back. Happy New Year. Good to hear from you guys. Uh, here we are in 2024, and yet again, it's already flying by halfway through what is kind of like <laughs> our year. <laughs> uh, well, we. Uh, school year. The school year. Yeah, the school year. The uh, By the way, uh, a couple of games I've got my eye on for tomorrow night. And maybe I'm missing something, but the two that jumped out at me uh, on the girls' side, we've got Northrop at Snyder. Is Northrop, do they have the weapons? Can they play with Snyder? Uh, I think I think it's going to be a tall task. They were very good at the PSM holiday shootout, but uh, as word has started to trickle out, uh, Destiny Craig is out of uh, for the foreseeable future. I don't have a uh, – she, she was injured again. Their, their best player, a junior all-star who was down with injury a year ago. So I think they even have one less weapon now. They have a lot with Lexi Castator 
and with uh, Swin Jackson now back full-time in the lineup. Uh, but I just don't think they have enough with against Snyder with the um, you know play of Jordan Poole. You add Tia Finnessy as a strong post presence. Uh, Nene Donahue, who's the Bowling Green signee. So I think Snyder, I think this is a great game. It's the best girls game of the night uh, from the SAC especially. Um, but uh, I just think uh, Snyder is, is, is too much, too many weapons, and I think that the Lady Panthers pull it out. If you look at the records, Northside and Wayne are both 2-0. and Northside has not lost to a 4A program, but they've got three losses overall, all of them to 3A schools. I don't know if that means anything. Yeah. Uh, other than the fact that I think Northside, to me, if I look at their roster, I think they're a really good basketball team that's one player away from being great. And we know who that player is. He's not playing. Can Northside, with this roster, go to Wayne and get a road win? Oh, I think they definitely can. I mean, on the boys' side here with Wayne and, and, and Northside, our, our game of the week tomorrow, I mean, this is going to be a good game. Uh, you know, Northside started off hot. Uh, they got up, I think it was 7-0. and and then uh, they kind of, I think they've lost three of their last four, so they were riding high in the top ten of 4A. Wayne has been that team that uh, trying to still earn some respect in my my book in the in this system that they were the SAC champs a year ago. They get all the way to semi-state. They have a lot of returning players. Yes, they have the new coach. But you have Javon Lewis Jr. You have Chase Barnes. Um, and really, you don't hear much about them. I mean, locally, I think you do, but I think, uh, I think this Wayne team is a very good. I think Northside has it. We saw what uh, Jackson Fuey can, can fill it up. Uh, so this should be an exciting game out at Wayne tomorrow night. Um, and, and two teams that are, are really good, really talented, really athletic going at it. Um, and I think uh, both teams have a lot to prove in the sense that uh, Northside has some struggles lately and Wayne is just uh, slowly but surely proving that they're – long-term a team to to be reckoned with in the sac as we start the new year it's back to get to our get get to our top five and and find out where we start 2024 let's look at the girls side first and start with number five yeah number five we find the uh let me scroll down here and we find the uh jake or belmont belmont girls basketball team uh a really good start for them. Uh, Twelve and three overall, three straight wins. Uh, this they beat Bluffton on December thirtieth. Uh, a really good team that that is off to a hot start themselves, and a big win over Eastside on the twenty ninth over over this last week, which is a top ten team in Class Two A. Um, they also got the win over South Adams uh, yesterday. They did get that bad loss to Concordia in there, but this is a solid team. They're doing it with defense. Uh, 43 points or less in every game this year that they've given up, win or lose. That's eighth in the state of Indiana. Uh, and this is a really good Belmont team that is trying to creep into that conversation of the NEA girls, which is so loaded uh, at the top of Belmont at number five. Well, before we get to four, I have to ask the question then. Columbia City girls at Belmont, any chance we could see an upset special? Uh, you know, I, I, I think Columbia City – We'll get that one, but I think uh, this is, you know, we have seen where Columbia City has shown, we, they struggled against Lures the, the other night. Uh, they lost to Norwell in that low-scoring affair. 
that defense of Belmont is going to really big, play big because on the flip side, Columbia City is one of the top scoring teams in the offense. I feel like Columbia City, uh, but Belmont, you know, don't put it past them where they've got a shot and they can go into that game believing in themselves. We got to go quick now, man. I've wasted too okay. much time. Number four. Number four, the Snyder Lady Panthers. Uh, three and one over this break. They did fall to number six. They did get a loss in there, uh, but uh, they got the win over Norwell in the Noblesville tournament. They lost to Noblesville in the final. Uh, Tia Fennessy looks great. Jordan Poole continues to look great. Big one tomorrow hosting Northrop. Number three. Number three, the Homestead Spartans. How about this? Up to number seven in the class three. Number five in the one class coaches poll this 14-2 and two Homestead team. They're 6-1 and one over Christmas break. They've played seven games in the last two weeks. Uh, they played a couple tournaments. They lost to a Cleveland area team. That was the lone loss. Uh, they've looked really good. Won 11 of their last 12. You know, in the conversation, certainly for the SAC title, the Homestead Spartans. Number two. Number two, the Wayne Lady Generals. Now, this may be a little bit of a surprise. This is not a power pool like we talk about each week. But how about Wayne? They won the Wings and Rings Winter Classic down in Fountain Central. The Wings and Rings Winter Classic down in Fountain Central outside of Richmond. They get it done with uh, Layla Williams, game winner with one second left. Khalees Collins was the tournament MVP. Wayne has come a long way. The fact that Wayne girls are going and winning holiday tournaments somewhere, something to be said about that. Congratulations to the Lady Generals. They're number two this week. Yep, and who you got for the number one spot this week? We got the Columbia City Eagles. They won the Hall of Fame Classic Championship down at Newcastle. They beat the number five team and number seven teams in Class 3A. They're number two in the Class 4A poll. Uh, you know, really looking good. Addison back through the Hall of Fame Classic MVP. Really outstanding performance for them. Uh, one of the top teams in the state in scoring. One of the top team overall in the state. Uh, coming in at number two in the coaches' poll as well. All right, now we got to look at the boys' top five and get caught up with what the boys have been doing over the Christmas break. So let's start at number five. Number five, we'll go a little bit outside of where we usually look at, but we're going to go with the Warsaw Tigers. We kind of include them every once in a while. They've, they've looked good so far. Six and two, three straight wins after two tough losses. They got big wins over South End Washington. A win over Carroll and West Lafayette Harrison. They check in at number five amongst the boys' teams this week. Number four. Number four, the Adams Central Flying Jets. Five and one on the year. They started so late, December 12th, because of the football season. Their lone loss to Belmont. Their others receiving votes in Class 2A. 65.8 points per game. High-flying, high-scoring, flying Jets team coming in at number four in the poll this week. Making things exciting at the hangar, the flying Jets. You got so, it. All right, let's move up to number three. Number three, the 10-2 and two Belmont Braves. They are up to number eight in the class 3A poll. This is their first season for Peyton Selking, alumni there. They won three of their four games at the Richmond Bob Wedding Tournament, finishing ninth. They did lose to Bloomington South, but beat some other teams in the Indianapolis area. They got a big one, Columbia City, on Saturday night. This is the best start for Belmont since 2004, 2005. Uh, really, a lot of different weapons that they have. 
Um, and it's, it's been exciting to see that, that team grow. They come in there at, at number three. So number two is next. Number two, the Bishop Lures Night. So it's kind of an interesting Christmas break for them. They finished fifth at the LaPorte Holiday Tournament, but that loss in the first round to Northridge, which is a very good team in Class 4A, eventually won that championship mm-hmm. 54 to 52. They finished number, so, uh, some tough sledding there, but it all kind of started over this Christmas break with that big win over Homestead a couple weeks back. Um, and they're eight and one for the first time since 2010, 11. Uh, so this is a really good team. If we talked about the Truesdale Twins. Lures keeps keeps riding the high, and they're number six in the Class 2A poll as well. All right, we've made it up to the top spot, so who is it among the boys? Number one this week. Number one, the Wayne Generals. You know, we talked about the emphasis on winning holiday tournaments this time around. They went in and beat the Wallace to win the Wallace Holiday Tournament. In overtime, they beat Wanger in the first round, so an SAC game that didn't count in the standings. A part of that, four guys averaging double figures for this Generals team. Javon Lewis, Chase Barnes, H.J. Dillard, and Kalen Williams-Thomas. A really talented team, continuing to put it all together. I really like this Wayne team, and, and, and they found a number one spot with four straight wins in the poll this week. Of course, the kids are getting back to school, getting back on their regular routine. So what's happening with PSM? Yeah, uh, we continue to have our PSM Edge sports performance training classes, uh, individualized training, athlete-first, athlete-centered, and it's really convenient. You talk about the schedule of going back to school, um, maybe you've gotten out of your winter season starting to think about your or fall season, starting to think about your spring season. Um, and it's a great opportunity to get in with our PSM Performance Edge uh, performance specialist uh, and, and get on track and get bigger, faster, stronger, but also looking at where you can make your own strides personally to get better. Maybe you're trying to make a varsity team. Maybe you're trying to play at the college level. Uh, we can get you started on that right track. Just log on to parksportsmedicine.com slash edge. There's a little button to click to, to fill out and sign up for a free evaluation. Our performance staff can help you from there and get you started uh, with that. Looking forward to having you with us tomorrow night uh, for the post-game show, Dude, Have a great Thursday night. We'll see you in about 24 hours. We'll see you out there tomorrow night. Take that, that Brett. That is Eric Dute, Dute Kevich, giving us the breakdown of the best of the week in high school basketball, boys and girls. Once again, when he gives us the top five, it's not a poll that's based on the season. It's a snapshot of what's happened most recently who's had the most dominant week or so since he's given us the last poll. And so that, so don't get all hung up that somebody, you know, has a great record and didn't even get mentioned. It's about who had the best week and deserves recognition among the top five in uh, the power poll this week. So uh, we will take a time out, come back, and wrap things up. It is a Thursday edition of the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. You're listening to The Sports Rush with Brett Rump on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to The Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix 4 to 6. I am Brett Rump along with Adam Lundy. And congratulations to Philip Hunek who picked up the four-pack of tickets to go sit in the suites and enjoy Macedon's basketball on a Saturday afternoon. 
you didn't win the tickets, come on out and join us. Support this team. They're 13-2, and two, a chance to go 14-2 and two if they can knock off a very tough Wright State team. And uh, more importantly, they'd improve to 5-0 and oh in the Horizon League. And after last Sunday, or Monday, I guess it was, when... Uh, when Oakland went into Youngstown State and beat the Penguins on their home floor at Youngstown, Ohio, uh, now everybody in the league has at least one loss. But, man, it's a big schedule tonight. Cleveland State's at Wright State. You've got Youngstown State at Northern Kentucky. You've got Milwaukee at Oakland. It's a good lineup. And then you've got women's action tonight in the Horizon League. Well, the Mastodon's men just kick back on a recliner and enjoy the evening. A little chill night for the the, the, the men of the Dons. But, uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun tonight in the Horizon League. Uh, so uh, that will just about do it for us. Uh, a reminder coming up. Next, we've got the High School Coaches Show, 6 o'clock start with Justin Kenny. Is he going to be here? I hope so. <laughs> hope he's here. We think so. Wasn't here this morning, but uh, I do believe he has not called in absent for the Coaches Show. So, Justin Kenny coming up next, talking to area coaches, getting us all set for another big Friday night of high school basketball, doubleheader action in the Summit Athletic Conference, and primarily girls' action at most of the area conferences coming up tomorrow night. Big thanks to our guest. How about Kevin Kiermeyer joining us from his home down in Florida? Also, thanks to Coach John Kaufman, and thanks to Eric Dutkevich. Have a great Thursday night. Back tomorrow, 4 to 6, with the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.